despite his best efforts, despite all his sacrifices, it still all fell apart. And and as a result, he lost all the people that he ever cared about. Uh, And that to me is really just the root of the tragedy that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're listening to Path of the Jedi with your host, Ronnie Cruz. All right, welcome to Path of the Jedi, the podcast where Star Wars meets personal development. My name is Ronnie Cruz, your host for this exuberant adventure. And yeah, well, exuberant because that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. Um, It was the best word that I could find to most closely describe my emotional state now that Obi-Wan Kenobi has premiered. That's right, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show finally premiered last Friday on the Disney plus streaming service Um, and well we didn't just get one episode but we got the first two episodes in the series and let me tell you I I feel like um, well, it's, I can hardly contain myself, really. I, I feel like that character from Saturday Night Live, played by Kristen Wiig, um, the one that just gets so excited about surprising a family member or sharing some, some news, right? right? And they just can't contain themselves with excitement and just so much joy. Um, that's how I feel now, right? Um, and watching these first two episodes was, was me as Kristen Wiig playing that character, sitting in the chair in front of the TV, watching um, every moment of the this new show unfold. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to talk more about it. What we're going to do here on Path of the Jedi is we're going to wait till next week to start really diving into the show. Um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, I uh, wanted to give a buffer between uh, between uh, when we talk about the show and and uh, the episodes being released themselves. So that way, you know, I want to give you guys as much time as possible uh, to to watch the show on your own before you hear and listen to potentially some spoilers here on Path of the Jedi. And of course, number two, I want to be able to watch it uh, the first time around without having to think about an overanalyzer, right? I want to sit and enjoy and just let the let the show happen and, and experience it um, uh, that way, and then I can go back and rewatch and and examine it and analyze it for uh, for things that I can share on the show. So um, we will start next week, next Wednesday, with the first episode of Kenobi. Um, so that will be will be three episodes behind, right? We'll be three episodes behind. So it'll be perfect. It'll work out exactly like uh, how we did the Book of Boba Fett. We were three episodes behind that. And so I'll give you guys three episodes uh, behind before we start talking about it, right? So that's what we have in store um, for the future. And that's going to be an incredible ride, right? Incredible ride Uh, for today. Since we're leading up to Kenobi, since uh, we're going to be talking about the show, I wanted to just give my reflection on on the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi because we have so much, um, not only history, I mean, obviously, we have so much history, right? He, The character himself, um, we met him in the very first movie. Um, so from there, we got him in the original trilogy. And then we were reintroduced to him um, uh, via Obi Wan as Obi Wan as Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the other way around. Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan in the prequel trilogy, and then we got more Obi Wan in the Clone Wars, and now we get well a little bit in Rebels as well, and now we have 
the new Obi-Wan show. So we have this massive, massive amount of, of, of character information, right? We have practically his entire history. And then beyond that, we have the books and the comic books, right? So we have so much source material um, uh, that, that informs us on who this character is, right? It's really been fleshed out so incredibly well because it spans the entire history of Star Wars, not just um, within the storyline that we've been giving with the Skywalker saga, but with the whole history of the franchise itself. So let's consider this my Obi-Wan hype episode, right? I mean, he is my one of my favorite characters um, on top of the fact that he was the original Jedi. He was the first Jedi we were ever introduced to in Star Wars. And, and I think, you know, given everything that we know about him, there's so much that we can learn from his, uh, his story arc, you know, from beginning to end. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we dive into all of that, however, here's a quick word. Have you been looking to make some health changes? Maybe the results from your last doctor's appointment weren't as good as they could have been? Have you been trying to shed those few extra stubborn pounds but nothing you've tried has worked? Then maybe the Yoli 28 Day Transformation Kit is exactly what you have been waiting for. Whether your goal is to lose weight, build lean muscle, have more energy throughout the day, or optimize your overall health, the Yoli Transformation Kit is designed for you. People have lost up to 7 pounds or more in just their first 7 days on the system. Full disclosure, I am 115 pounds soaking wet and I use the transformation kit. And at 46, I'm in the best health and best shape of my life. The tea kit, as we call it, is $300 US plus tax and shipping, but only until June 2nd, that's this Thursday, I have a limited time promo code where you can get it for half the price. And for those of you who are a little bit more enterprising, just add the cost of the membership fee and you're off to the races with your very own Yoli business. You simply cannot beat this low entry point for a business with an unlimited potential upside. For more information, go to yoli.com slash Ronnie Cruz. Again, that's yoli, Y-O-L-I dot com slash Ronnie Cruz, R-O-N-N-I-E-C-R-U-Z. Or better yet, click on the link in the show notes of this episode and it'll take you directly to the Transformation Kit page. One last thing, when you're ready to get started on your own 28-day Transformation Kit, you're going to have to message me directly so that I can give you the half-off promo code. Yoli has only given me a limited number of these promo codes, so I'm only looking for people who are ready and serious about taking control of their health. Remember, the offer expires June 2nd, so act now. So what makes Obi-Wan so great? I think if you ask a thousand different Star Wars fans this question, you're going to get a thousand different answers. Um, It's certainly something that I could talk about for hours. For this episode, for today, I wanted to just kind of narrow down some of the qualities, some of the traits that I really love about this character. Because again, it's it's a character that has been around since the very, very beginning of my own personal love and fandom for Star Wars. And I guess that's a great place to start, right? Obi-Wan is reliable. And I'm not just talking about just because he was, you know, in the original trilogy. He's been around forever. The character himself, Obi-Wan himself, is a reliable individual. 
this is a guy that you can count on. If Obi-Wan says he's going to come through, he's going to come through. He, he's kind of a Boy Scout like that, right? And I don't mean that in the, like, he's vanilla and, and harmless and wholesome sort of way. He, he still will take care of business if he needs to. I mean, he'll cut a dude's arm off if, if called for it, right? Now, I think it's more that he'll go to bat for you if you need him to. Obi-Wan is the kind of individual who I think would carry your burden as if it was his own very selflessly at that. I mean, think about if you've ever had anybody in your life uh, that was like that in your corner, or maybe you were that person for somebody else. I mean, that is an awesome thing to have, that that reliability. It's a character trait that I, I really hold in high regard and, and model about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, because he was a Boy Scout, he was also a little bit of a stickler, well, at least in his younger days. And, and we see that this clashes directly with Qui-Gon when he was training under Qui-Gon. There's an awesome book called Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, where, uh, well, it takes place prior to The Phantom Menace, and we see this clash between their personalities, right? Qui-Gon being more of the free thinker, he's always seeking out new ideas, new knowledge, always actually even questioning the Jedi Order and the old ways of doing things, right? He questions convention, whereas Obi-Wan, like I said earlier, was more of a stickler. I think certainly his youth and, and his inexperience had a lot to do with that, right? His, his lack of perspective. But I think fundamentally, he really did believe in the Jedi Order. And I don't mean in the dogmatic sense necessarily, and definitely not in all of the politics that uh, the Jedi Order were getting more and more involved in. I think it was more that he really did believe in the core principles of the Jedi Order, to serve and to protect the citizens of the galaxy, to be that beacon of light. I think that was a purpose and a mission that he really got behind because, again, going back to the characterization, he was a Boy Scout. Obi-Wan was a good guy. No matter how things turned out, he was always just trying to do the right thing. He was always well-intentioned. He was always willing to bear the burden of responsibility, even if he didn't have to, sometimes especially if he, if he didn't have to. And I think that's why he was so devastated when everything fell apart in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Despite his best efforts, despite all his sacrifices, it still all fell apart. And, and as a result, he lost all the people that he ever cared about. Uh, and that, to me, is really just the root of the tragedy that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's going to be interesting to see in the new show what his redemption arc is going to be, if he even gets one, right? And, and not that he needs to be redeemed by any stretch of the imagination. I think in his own mind, he needs to redeem himself, right? He needs to make up for, um, for the loss that he feels. I guess that's the curse of the steadfast, reliable good guy. They're always carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. And while that responsibility can drive them to do great things, it can also be a very heavy, crushing burden. And I guess that's a good lesson right there. Be reliable, be steadfast, uh, whenever you can, help and serve people and, and have good intentions. Take responsibility, even for things that you don't have to take responsibility for, with the understanding that there are just some things that you cannot control. There are just some things that are out of your hands and that it is not always all on you. I didn't think about this earlier, but this actually ties in really well with what I wanted to talk about next. 
Given that Obi-Wan, you know, is laden heavily with this burden of responsibility, I find it fascinating that his power and prowess as a Jedi is pretty understated, or at the very least, it's well eclipsed by, you know, Anakin's greatness, right? And the, the conversation's always how Anakin's the chosen one, he's going to be the most powerful Jedi ever, and all this stuff. And meanwhile, you know, uh, Obi-Wan is uh, kicking ass and taking names, um, and, you know, not even worried about uh, any of those titles and any of those labels, because he's just so focused on doing the right thing, right? Like getting the job done. So I think it's safe to say that these two, Obi-Wan and Anakin, are in fact equals with one distinct contrast between the two of them, and that being Anakin is completely reactive, whereas Obi-Wan is not. It can be easy to dismiss this as simple character or personality differences. I mean, Anakin was always governed by his emotions, even when he was younger. But I think we're all that way, right? I think we're all naturally more reactive in our youth when we're younger because we're just, we don't have the emotional maturity. Going back to the book Master and Apprentice, we see a little bit of this in Obi Wan, even though he's, you know, he's a little bit further along. Um, but but we see that he's young enough to still have some of this emotional reactiveness again because he's not quite fully matured. And so as I'm trying to trace back where the root of this difference between the two of them come from, it all points to Qui Gon Jinn. In The Phantom Menace, uh, Episode 1, Qui-Gon was always teaching Obi-Wan to be more mindful, to be more present and in the moment, and to dis detach himself as much as possible from his, uh, his emotions. There's a quote that comes at the beginning of the movie where Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan, Don't center on your anxieties, Obi-Wan. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. So with Qui-Gon's teachings, Obi-Wan was able to develop his mindfulness, right? So that he can be more present, more in the moment, so that he can detach himself from his emotional state and improve his ability to respond instead of reacting, right? To take more responsibility. Anakin never had that. Qui-Gon got killed before Anakin could start his Jedi training. And you might be saying, well, why didn't Obi-Wan pass this down to Anakin? My guess is that it was because they were thrust into a galactic war soon after Anakin started his, uh, his Jedi training, and that uh, Anakin's talents were better suited and needed in the battlefield than in the meditation room. Whatever the reason, clearly Anakin never learned to separate himself from his emotional state, and ultimately that's what led him to the dark side. So the contrast between these two, the contrast and the difference between Anakin and Obi-Wan serves as a valuable lesson that Obi-Wan is the example that we should follow. We live in a world that seems to want to elicit extreme emotions from us, especially negative ones. And it's really, really easy to get sucked into all of that. And when, when that happens, we risk being overtaken by our heightened emotional state. And then we start making bad decisions and poor choices. So we have to take Obi-Wan's example and really work on being more mindful, being more in the moment and, and detaching ourselves from our emotions. 
And that doesn't mean being emotionally detached, but rather allowing the emotion to happen with the understanding that those emotions are not who we are, that we are in fact the awareness that's experiencing the emotions, right? And the more you can distinguish and separate the two, the more you can then just sit and be observant of the emotion that you're experiencing in the moment and then be more responsive as opposed to being reactive. Obi-Wan's is a path that leads to greater self-awareness and therefore greater self-control. To follow his example is, as in his own words, to take your first step into a larger world. Alright, well that is going to do it for today's episode. What do you guys think? Is Obi-Wan, well, have I helped uh, change or maybe even improve your opinion on Obi-Wan? Uh, or did you already love him like I did? I don't know. Either ways, let me know what you think. Um, hit me up on our Twitter or on our Facebook. It's at P-O-T-J podcast for both of those things. Or you can send an email or an mp3 to info at pathofthejedi.com with the title of this particular episode in the subject heading. Also, as a reminder, please feel free to join our online community. It's called Path of Growth Community on Facebook. Um, absolutely no cost to you whatsoever. We do a weekly Zoom call every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern time where we're talking about all things personal development. Right now, we are discussing the book called Are You Up for the Challenge by Rob? Hairston, and it's never too late to join. We're actually going to be talking about chapter two this coming Sunday on our next call. Again, it's Path of Growth Community on our Facebook. Um, feel free to join us so that you can get more personal development for your week. Of course, you can find the links to all our socials and all our resources, all our online groups in the show notes of this particular episode. So feel free to reference all of that if you need anything in particular that you're looking for. Yep, yep. And now it's time for the shout out. This week's shout out is going to be a fun one because it goes to my old roommate from college, Mr. David Draper. That's right, David Draper. Um, David and I were roommates our freshman year in college. And uh, yeah, well, it's been a while, right? College was a long time ago for me, well, for us. And, and I got to admit, I'm not the best at keeping in touch with people so you know i lost touch with a lot of my friends from college after um, we graduated after we all graduated and, and went our separate ways um so recently i think within the last year year and a half or so um david and i reconnected uh, i think it was him that that reached out to me or that found me um through socials and it's just been really nice to connect with somebody from uh you know that era <laughs> era it's, that make it sound like it was ancient times um but it it's just really nice to connect with him um, because it has been so long. I mean, we were, I mean, we were kids, right? Like that, that's still a very, very young age and a very much a transitional age. And I, I will say that I, I wasn't necessarily the greatest person to live with. I don't know actually if I'm the greatest person to live with now, <laughs> but most definitely back then I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really fun to live with. I don't think, I mean, looking back, there's, there's just a lot of, uh, 
SMH on my end. Um, and so I appreciate, I appreciate uh, Dave reconnecting with me. Um, and uh, I really am excited to just get to know him even more or just, yeah, get to know him again. And, and uh, just to see what, what life has been like these last 20 to 25 years that, uh, um, that we hadn't uh, been in contact. So um, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you re- reached out. And I know that you've just recently started listening to this show. So I, I'm super, super excited to um, to connect with you even more. I'm super excited to talk to you on the phone and then eventually meet you in person uh, so that, yeah, we can enjoy this next chapter in our friendship. So David Draper, wherever you happen to be listening to this thing, I don't know if you're home or if you're driving or, or whatever, but either ways, uh, again, I, I am ecstatic that we are connected again. I look forward to talking to you and I just want to let you know this week's shout out goes to you. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Remember, next week, we're going to start our week-to-week episode-by-episode discussion of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So if you haven't started yet, if you're not caught up, please, please catch up. Um, uh, I would hate for the show to spoil anything that, uh, that I mean, I try not to, but I, I would hate to be the one to spoil anything that happens from Kenobi. So uh, make sure you catch up and, and you're ready to go, at the very least with episode one for next week's Path of the Jedi. So until then, everybody, please be well, be safe, and may the Force be with you. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company nor Lucasfilm Limited and is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names and sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is intellectual property of Path of the Jedi unless otherwise indicated.